Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Richest Men in Town podcast. I'm Mike Freeman, and along with my good friend and co-host, Tyler Gould, we're excited to welcome you to our little podcast project. Tyler and I are just a couple of middle-aged husbands and dads driven to live our best lives. We want to be better every day, so here we'll be sitting down with great people, not famous people, but great people that we admire, to learn their secret to living the rich life. Probably not the rich life you're thinking of. Our guests come in humbled and surprised at the invitation and hopefully leave feeling proud and grateful, realizing just how good they really have it. So pull up a chair, stay a while, and raise a glass with us as we toast our guests to the richest men in town. All right, Tyler Gold, here is the disclaimer. The richest men in town podcast disclaimer is we don't have favorites. We don't have favorite guests. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for a little bit, right? Season three, season four working our way to 200 episodes we don't have favorites but we are starting to develop a vip kind of relationship with one brian grow we just had brian on tonight this is not his first rodeo man that guy's rich that guy drops it what's what what's sticking around after he's gone i mean brian's deep waters man and it's fun to talk to him because he's he he's a thinker and he's thinking about a lot of things all the time. And, and I love that about him. He, at one point, he talks about an exercise that he goes through about, you know, uh, writing down some things about what life could have been had things gone differently. And I mean, that was just an, such a, a cool thought, the way he, he put that together. But, you know, Mike, he talks about the importance of conversations. He talks about differences. He talks about uh kind of the struggle that he's in right now uh with in the stage of life with kids and everything else and then he and he talks about the importance of struggle and i i just love the way all of those sort of tie together um and then his answer about being rich was was powerful yeah it's almost like a little pilot little focus group right because we also we get into it we get into it with all kinds of some things like you said there's some depth there Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just an interesting, fascinating season of his life where he's in. And I think part of us, we feel a little nostalgic as he's talking about, you know, separating fighting siblings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all of those things. And and we, we, we love that. We love that struggle. But I think too, we get into like, Hey, Brian, what's been moving in you as you've had a chance to listen into a couple of our guests. And that really that reflection and that that really takes us to some places and i think so many times in this work we acknowledge the listener tonight in this episode i think those acknowledgments are powerful yeah right we 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 try to exercise some empathy and some compassion for people that might be dealing with some things that, and despite their best efforts yeah they're dealing with some things and i think that conversation really took a rich rich turn yeah i i think you know brian is is just so insightful and and you know you referenced at one point tonight uh one of our conversations with our good friend Kiefer marino and and one of the things that his wife said to him which was who who do you talk to who can you talk to (laughs) and i love that was a great question by his wife but i really feel like the time that we had with brian tonight for me it was just uh it was just a great opportunity to talk to a good friend and, and get some great uh, and hear some great words. Right. And, and, and I loved, uh, I I come away with every time I'm, I have a conversation with Brian 
with a list of things that I want to, I want to tweak a little bit and do things a little bit differently. Yeah. And I, I want to throw that invitation. There's a moment out there where I think you and I both are prompted to take some action on some things. Yeah. If, if, if that happens, if that happens across this world, as this message lands in people's ears, do that. Yeah. Take, take that action. Right. Um, because I mean, I think that that's, that's something much, much bigger than our little podcast project happening in the lives of, in the lives of people. And I think, um, uh, I, I, there are just some players, right? Steph Curry has a green light balls in his hands. He's shooting. That's right. Brian grow. When it comes to this, this podcast, he's got a green light. Amen. Right? Anytime that guy says, Hey, can I come on and, 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 and shoot it with you? Yeah. Yeah. Get in here. And two <laughs> hours later, some rich things happen. So yeah, we could have gone for two more. So it was a good time tonight. Yeah. Always, always good to connect with you and uh, always good to, to have this midweek church. Right, have this opportunity for us to get get real, right, and get into it, and talk a little bit about maybe what uh, what we can be what can be we can be doing better. If anybody's wondering if this is polished, check out this episode. Right? Yeah, this isn't polished. That's this it. is this is us doing work, and we're just trying to we're trying to get better. So, hey, uh, do work. Right, we're not That's done, it. and we're edified after our time. So I'm hoping as uh, as listeners tune in, thank you for your support. And uh, we hope you do something with your time on uh, this episode of the richest men in town with Brian grow. Okay. Check this out. Tyler. It's like a reunion. Tyler, man, we usually do this thing totally different, but this guy has received VIP access. I think this is VIP access. Yeah. Like we're not even, we're not even front-loading this guy. Brian Grow, welcome back to the Richest Men in Town, brother. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We are. We're doing. Man, we're doing. Yeah. We got. It's, uh, it, there's a lot. There's a lot of things happening in all three of our worlds right now, probably. So, uh, you know, it's good to it's good to get together and chat. Yeah, absolutely. We actually, um, I've in the last couple of months, I've been down into Tyler's neck of the woods. We were in San Diego for a conference, nice. and then. Last week we were kind of a little further north, down visiting my parents. Went to Knott's Berry Farm and did the whole deal there. It was a blast. I did Knott's uh, a few weeks ago myself with my daughter. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. You know time. You know the standing invitation, man. The standing invitation is if you're within an hour, he's got your dinner. Oh, is that? Yeah, that's (laughs) it. I think. I mean, it's funny because my brother-in-law. his rule is if you drive, he says he who drives no buy, right? So mm. if you're in town, you gotta, and someone shows up at your doorstep, you got to buy the the dinner, or that's the round of good, golf. You know? That's that's nice. I'll take dinner. All right, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, 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 yeah. Anger issues, <laughs> golf. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't need any of that. Well, yeah. take your pick. Anger issues, golfing. Or driving down in Southern California, right? I mean, oh well, you're you know, have- and it's funny because when we got back from this trip, one of my coworkers said to me, "Hey, you didn't have any car issues this time. We we had an issue where we were in bumper to bumper traffic, and we had brakes starting to get hot and and stuff oh, like wow. that. Luckily, we're out of that car and into a new one. But yeah, oh, it is no joke. And trying to trying to figure out where am I going to go from here." 
Oh, when, totally. when you're in bumper to bumper and you're smoking on the side, like, yeah, you're, you're a that sketchy guy. part of LA right? and you're it's, like, oh. <laughs> it's not comfy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're that guy that uh, everyone drives by and is like, oh, that sucks to be that guy. Well, yeah. yeah. Like people are like pointing at you and they're like, <laughs> yep, I'm, yeah. I'm aware. <laughs> I can, I can smell it. <laughs> uh, yeah. That is hilarious. I it's mean, it's stuff. hilarious now, right? <laughs> yeah, but I, I was also down in in San Diego uh, it, uh, in May. I got to present at a conference uh, for we, we, you know, I care, and we have kind of um, an administrative administrative portion of of things. And we were we were a block away from Petco. Oh, we, nice, we were yeah. right down there um, at the convention center. Um, yeah. and that's where we were at. And uh, I don't know if I've told you this. I think I have. But I was born in San Diego. Oh, my I parents, didn't know that. Okay. My parents lived there until I was four. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, over that the course of that weekend, I felt really robbed. I felt really <laughs> robbed that I didn't get to live more of my life in San well, hey, Diego. So, yeah. So were the, were the Padres in town? They were. They were playing the Dodgers. Oh, oh shoot. Yeah. yeah I, I was just at the Petco the other on Friday, Friday night last week. We, yeah. The fam went to a game. It's so it was fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a good time. Well, hey, uh, you've got some exciting things happening, Brian, lately. Yeah. I mean, talk to me a little bit about, about the move, right? Oh, my goodness. I, I am uh, recording from a new location. Usually, I, I head down to my office and, uh, you know, I, I'm just sitting in my office doing my thing. But, yeah, we, we, we found a house. Uh, luckily we know we are very fortunate in, in this market and I could do a whole podcast episode about the frustrations and the craziness of oh, I uh, bet. the housing market. Um, but you know, we, we were very fortunate to find a situation that allowed us to find a, a place with a spare room where we can, uh, we can make a studio. So I have this blank canvas behind me. I love it. Man. And, you know, I see some gear behind Tyler. I, I, I see some gear behind Mike, some signs and things like that. So yeah, it's time to go shopping, I guess. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I love well, it. That's very, that's exciting. Congratulations. That, yeah. that is exciting. Thank you. Yes. No, it, it's the best. We have a, we have a fenced in front yard, fenced in backyard. So the kids are contained and that was a huge check off yeah. the list of, of things we needed. So That's <laughs> now, awesome. now the question is with the day we moved in, Gwen says to us, she goes, so are we getting a dog today? Oh. <laughs> what, what, what? Let's, let's slow down for a little bit. Let's it's all those shoulds, man. It's all those shoulds. These kids have these days. Yeah. Sure. Right. Well, sure. once you get the house, you should get a dog. Like get a dog. I don't know we where a these yard. come from. You got yeah. a fence. You might as well have a dog. Might you know as well. I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I follow the logic. I get it. It yeah. makes sense to me too. So are you a dog person, Brian? Um, I, I, I would love to have a dog. I would love okay. to have, um, you know, uh, multiple, we, we yeah. have, you know, what, one, one fun thing that we've done is we just, uh, we always go back and forth and every once in a while we'll get a spur of the moment. We'll just text a name to the other one of the, what we're going to name our dogs. <laughs> and so we're going to name some after like fun characters like ham from toy story oh, sweet. Or, yeah. or Bucky from you know, the winter soldier, <laughs> you know? So Love we have it. some, we have some fun names that we're, we're coming up with. That's awesome. So that means a dog is in the future. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once we kind of get settled, we're still, we're, we're, we're intentionally going a little slow with this just to, uh, hopefully purge a little bit more. 
Yeah, be, yeah. Be a little more intentional with where we're putting things mm-hmm. in the house because I felt like the the first house we had, we just kind of moved in and just put everything away. Right. And then, you know, it kind of stayed there and wasn't as functional as we would have liked it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're being intentional and, and kind of going through a lot of this stuff. We were living with my in-laws for nine months. And so we're kind of going through a lot of stuff and going, you know, we, what, we didn't miss this. Why are we holding <laughs> on to it? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. We're, it, it's kind of a, an interesting stage and, you know, I mean, that it could be a metaphor, right? You know, when we have the big things happen in our life, what, what do we not miss? What can we put away? What can we put to the side? What can we purge? My, the, I, I agree with that, man. I think that the, uh, we've had this conversation before on the podcast, just about getting rid of debris. Right. And I, and it may, we probably had that conversation with you, Brian, but you know, yeah. just getting rid of debris in our lives. And there, there is some, I, I actually love the process of getting rid of stuff. Yeah, I, I really do. And, and, but my wife, we're, we're opposites there, you know, she's like, I'm like, yeah, that's a cool picture. I mean, but he's 25 now. Like he drew that when he was three, <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what are we going to do with that bad boy? So, uh, I, yeah. And I think maybe there's a, there's a balance there, but I'm like, nope, we haven't used it. We're chucking it, man. We don't need it. So well, isn't that we, interesting we, though. You battle, you, you, you kind of wage this battle with stuff your whole life. You, you, uh, you earn money to buy stuff. When you're young, you accumulate stuff. As you get older, you hate stuff and you purge <laughs> stuff. Right? It's like, why do we fill our lives with stuff? There's this, yeah, there's this urge to get more stuff. And I think that sometimes a move like, like what Brian's going through uh, or just went through is a cool opportunity to to kind of disrupt that. Yeah. Right. To literally say and do that life-changing magic of tidying up thing where it's like, has this brought me, does this bring me joy? Mm-hmm. See you later, right? But I, I will say the the weird thing about it is, so when we did our last big move, we moved from Reading down to San Diego. You, know, we got rid of a ton of stuff. In fact, I I I had a dumpster brought to the house. We just filled that thing up, and I was giving stuff away to people. You know, all this stuff I was selling stuff. Thanks for I the was, mower. Yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> and and we get down here. And I felt really good. I'm like, dude, we got rid of a lot of stuff. And now I look in the garage and I'm like, what? We just, it's like, we just filled it right back up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Do you use your garage as a garage? How, how, define how you should use garage. <laughs> Do you park your car? Is, no. is, is any automobile parked? There is it? no automobile in the garage. Yeah. And, and that's mostly because when the kids were younger, and at home, it was like ping pong, darts, right? Uh, so that's it's kind of set up that way. Living space a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, recreation. It's, right, recreation. But uh, but now it's like recreation slash, I don't know what, man. It's kind of like my side yard. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, well, <laughs> well, I was just going to bring that up. I have a side yard now and there's already a washing machine in it. <laughs> I just I just got a barbecue in my side yard. What just happened? It's so know. funny because the other day I have been doing some work in the garage trying to get rid of some stuff and clean it up. And so what's happened is I have this pile on my side yard that I have to have someone come and haul it away. I almost snapped a picture of it and texted it to you guys because I was like, 
This is a couple of days ago. I'm like, man, my side yard is out of hand. Everyone's right? got a side yard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if anybody needs a washing machine, it still works. It, it still runs and everything. So if anybody's in the Reading area and wants a, a free washing machine, come and get it. Yeah, there, <laughs> there we go. We'll throw that out there. Hey, yeah. I can talk side yard for a second. I, I gentlemen, actually rented and operated my first jackhammer the other day. Wow. Yeah. Like my manly account in Kelly Freeman's bank right now is swollen because I've done some manly things. That means you not only rented it, but you operated it correctly. Yeah. Hey, I actually had small engine repair. We had a mower, not yours. Your mower has since dead and gone, but we had a mower. uh, We had a mower (laughs) die and I actually bought a part on eBay this episode brought to you by eBay lawnmower parts. And I replaced the part, pulled the cord, started it up. And you should have seen the look of pride on my, on my wife's face. It's remarkable. <laughs> but so, so check this out, right? So the other day, my fence collapses. I lose a post. Okay. Post is compromised. And uh, I go to remove the post. And I swear the person that dug the post was also the same guy that poured the foundation because the post and the foundation are like welded together with just a huge lump of concrete all right so abe and i do our best efforts consult youtube try to figure out how to put pull out a concrete footing can't get it go to ace hardware rent a jackhammer man jackhammer that thing out the next morning i'm ready for the pour my hole is filled with water oh Oh, yeah my neighbor had a failed drip and had been hitting my house for months. Oh, which and that's the water your post that killed the post. Yeah. Mm. And so I invite her over for her, her to help me discover this. Oh, this is the reveal with the neighbor. How does this go down? <laughs> I bailed out the water. I'm like, can you run through your sprinkler sticks? I think we got some situation here. And she's like, awesome. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. She plugged the, the drip and left me to, you know, continue yeah. to do the work. And there was no talk of maybe helping out with the cost of things. So. Yeah. I just said, awesome. Thanks. Have a good day. You know what you do? You just run that <laughs> jackhammer for, for a few extra hours. <laughs> you know? Hey, I, look, I got to do this jackhammering at 10 o'clock at night. I don't know what to tell you. You know, this know. is how it goes. So, But there is a, you know, you talk about, you talk about life lessons there, right? The frustration of digging out a footing two and a half feet deep. And the purpose of that deep footing was to secure that post and surface water took out the post, right? I think a lot of times we think we have this, deep spiritual footing and we're good mm-hmm. and we don't necessarily look around and look at some of the elements that might be damaging some things. Right. I, I tried to convey that to my, to my kid, to my 18 year old, but I think he was just like, I don't know what dad's talking about. <laughs> so it's be dropping it, it, that in Portuguese in a few months anyway. So <laughs> it's set and it's good there. It's, it is, it is set. It was, it, it was a, uh, quite a challenge. Did you christen it with the slap and uh, that's not going anywhere? Uh, mm, Cause it might go somewhere. Yeah. It's, at a, it's at a 23 degree angle now. Well, that's what you got to do. You got to you gotta do that now. Cause then, yeah, then, then it's set. That's how you yeah. keep it from happening again. Yeah. That's not going anywhere. You, it's, yeah. Yeah. So oh, hey, man. on the subject of teaching kids, uh, Brian, you got, you've got little guys. We're not necessarily in the little guy business. And I just wanted to share something out. Tyler and I are doing some work with this book right here. How will you measure your life? Uh, by Clayton Christensen. Uh, richest men in town stay tuned we'll be we'll be uh doing some things with this down the road but yeah if we could i just want to i just want to share this thought with you 
Brian, and then you can kind of let me know how this is landing with you as a father of young children. All right. Okay. Sounds great. Here's the deal. He's got a friend, right? Jim and Norma. They've raised some great kids. He has this conversation. He's like, hey, how did you raise such great kids? This is what Jim and Norma said. When the kids come home for a family reunion, I like to listen to their banter back and forth about the experiences they had growing up and which had the greatest impacts on their lives. I typically have no memory of the events they recall as being important. And when I asked them about the times when Jim and I sat them down specifically to share what we thought were fundamental or foundationally important values of our family, well, the kids have no memory of them. I guess the thing to learn from this is that children will learn when they are ready to learn, not when we're ready to teach them. And then the author, Clayton Christensen, says this. Your parents most most likely weren't, weren't thinking consciously about teaching you the right priorities at the time, but simply because they were there with you in those learning moments, those values became your values too, which means that first, when children are ready to learn, we need to be there. And second, we need to be found displaying through our actions the priorities and values that we want our children to learn. When they're ready to learn, we better be there, and it won't be words, right? So, Brian, your kids, as you think about that, what's moving in you as you, as you, as you hear that? Yeah, I think of it in a, on a couple fronts because I just got an opportunity to sit down with family, my, my parents. And, you know, as, as we do so, we, we converse about the things that we remember from childhood and experiences, and, and that is exactly the conversation is, I don't remember that. I don't remember saying that. I never said that. These seminal things, right? No, I do not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, all those things. So, so I, I I have lived that. I I experience it. Um, Yeah. That is so fascinating to me because I think the, the way the world we live in now and what we like is, is order and schedule and fitting things in um, nicely and neatly. And that to me is, is not a linear start here, get here. I don't think raising kids is an objective that you can, um, that you can stack like, okay, mile marker one, two, three, four, and we go from, from A to Z and all of a sudden, great. We have great kids now. Um, (laughs) it's very much an organic process. And there's going to be moving forward and moving back and, and a new variable enters the picture. Um, and, and that's chaos. And I think when you try to control chaos, you get pulled in a lot of the time. Um, and, and you get shook around in a way that if you kind of allow, um, allowed yourself to just kind of take it moment by moment, and to, I mean, I had a, I had a, just before we got on tonight, I, I had a, a child say to me, I'm not talking to you and I never will again. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I remember an experience the first time something like that happened and yeah. I don't love you or right. you know, one of those things happen. And it sunk me the first time. And tonight it was just like, okay, 
That's yeah. all right. <laughs> so he went into his room. He was in his room for a little while. Um, after a little while, I knock on the door and I just, uh, I sit down and talk and, and, you know, we had to separate some kids for fighting and things like that. And we just, you know, you had a, we had a little two minute chat just talking about like, Hey, you know, what's not okay. It's not okay. When we're angry, you got to recognize when you're angry and you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta know that it's not okay to cross certain lines and things like that. So it's a small little conversation. Um, and I have no idea, like, like you've pointed out here, if he's ever going to remember talking about that, about a boundary, about talking about trying to recognize when we're getting frustrated, upset, um, and kind of not letting that go into an action, go into behavior that is not okay. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's all about the continuous contact, the continuous, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly because I'm in the middle of it and, well, and it's and just Christensen, chaos. Christensen's concern is the outsourcing. Sure. I, I, th- I think if we it's outsource the repetition. It, we're not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the repetition, right? It's like the reality is, and I agree, like you don't know when that lesson's going to hit, mm-hmm. right? And so, but that doesn't mean the lesson's not important. Right. So it's the repetition of that lesson. And I think that that it's the modeling of of the principle that, you know, ultimately has the biggest impact. Yeah. Right. And I think that I would I would imagine. And in fact, you know, I've got a couple I have three of my kids home from college right now and we were just at dinner and they were sharing stories. And some of those you're like, whoa, that did we that wasn't our, our, our best moment, but yeah, we, we survived, but uh, you know, I think, but I think it's the modeling of those, of, of those principles that I, that has the biggest impact because my, my kids will, you know, they'll point stuff out now that Ricky and I have done more than they'll point stuff out that Ricky and I have said. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so yeah, it's, but, but I, I do think those conversations are, are, critical. Anyway. Usually when you're pointing out what, when they're pointing out what you say, it's because you've said something opposite of what you've done. <laughs> and they true. said, yeah, because I, uh, there's been a few times where, you know, I've, yeah. I've been saying something over and over and they go, wait, dad, didn't you say, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. dang it. You're, you're right. <laughs> I did say that. And, yeah. and I made a wrong choice or, you know, whatever it is. Right, right. And then you have that conversation. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's the other part of it too, is not, not making yourself such a figure that's infallible to, to these kids. Um, yeah. I think that's a huge part of it. Being able to tell them like, yep, I'm, I messed up. Um, yeah. yeah, I did something wrong. Um, yeah, I'm still working. I'm still trying. I'm still growing. I'm still striving all those kinds of things. And I think that, that really teaches them, you know, it's okay when mistakes happen, but we also know what to do when those mistakes happen. And then we move forward. Cause I mean, this world is too chaotic. And, and if I'm trying to think what my kids are going to be dealing with when they're in my shoes, 25, 30 years down the line, you know, there's going to be things in the world that I can't even imagine happening at that time. We go back to when I was, when I was their age, that was a completely different world than it is now. Yeah. And you know, you you give them some guiding principles and I think that's same game. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Those guiding principles it's the same game. 
Mm-hmm. Right. We can lose our minds about what is coming. We can lose our minds about what their reality will be, but it is the same game. You know, ancient ancestors played by the same rules that we should be playing by. Sure. The game is maybe intensified in the pace, but, um, you know, I, I think a successful life then, a successful life now, a successful, a successful life down the road is going to be built on the same, same foundational principles. Well, and I think, I think, you know, if you're, if we're thinking about like raising good kids, like, I think it's just help instilling in them that no matter what happens, we can get through stuff. Like no matter what happens, we can overcome stuff. We can learn new things. We can deal with, with things as they come. We can repent, we can change. I think that's, that's a huge piece because then it gives you that peace of mind that, you know, I'm going to be working I'm going to be growing, but if I mess up, there's still a path. There doesn't have to be the shame and despair that stops me. Um, that, that fractures relationships that makes us, you know, it's being able to quickly shake off the I hate you, you're ruining my life. Um, and, and all those kinds of things, or when a parent is, is wrong in their discipline and their, in their, uh, in my overreactions and things like that, that we can, we can get through anything, no matter what it is. I love well, I think Clay, yeah. Clayton Christensen gets into this idea and Tyler, we've kind of joked about family mottos, right? We yeah. mission statements, but he does get into these, this idea of a, of a family culture and For these sure. things and Brian, the things that you just kind of shared would be pieces of the grow family culture and, and the Goulds have a culture and the Freemans have a culture, but that culture is what's going to raise those children. Right. And so when we talk about wanting to raise strong, strong children that are, you know, resilient and that, and they're faithful and those kinds of things, those things have to be uh, elements that are in a culture and whether you are intentional about a culture or not, don't fool yourself. One is being created. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. So I have been, yeah. I have been talking about this a lot recently. So this presentation that I did down in San Diego, um, was about, uh, retain, uh, like retaining employees. The title of it was, uh, employee retention, um, creating a psychologically safe workplace. And that's a huge thing that we talked about. We talked about how, um, a workplace culture, it's kind of like a garden, like, and if you're not tending to it, stuff is still going to grow, but you're not necessarily going to like the things that are growing. There's going to be things. And I think when, when we use phrases like toxic workplace, um, or a toxic environment, a lot of the times that conjures up images of somebody being malicious, somebody being, uh, like highly inappropriate, somebody being, um, just, just as mean as they possibly can be. But I think more often the case is, People are focused on the things that they need to get done. And we just don't, we don't give the time and attention to some of these other things. And a lot of it is just not tended. We're not cultivating the ground to bring forth good things. We're not putting the right things into the ground to sprout up the fruits that we want. We're just letting it be. And whatever comes, comes oftentimes. Mm -hmm. And, and those things are usually, the prickly thing is the poisonous thing is those things that we don't want. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's that whole, uh, right. No, no, making no decision is a decision. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I agree. I, I, you know, with the, with family, man, it's, it's, I, I feel like 
the culture is going to develop like Mike, you're, you're hundred percent right. It's going to develop one way or the other, right? If you're not, if you're not putting in the effort to steer the ship in some way, it's, you're going to be out to sea, right? So, um, yeah, but I, mean, I think talk I think about this cool stuff thing, all the time. Yeah. The cool thing about that culture though, in your home or in your family is when, when it's established, it checks itself, right? Like, for example, my kids and I were in the car, Kelly's in the car, we're traveling. And the, the I was going to say the aux cord, these cars don't have aux cords anymore, right? Grace is driving the, the, the Bluetooth and a song comes up in like the first line. She's on Spotify. I got, I got, I got the free Pandora, right? So she's upgraded to Spotify, but I have concerns because sometimes Spotify <laughs> explicit stuff comes through, right? Well, all of a sudden, something comes through and she's like, boom, changes it. Sorry, dad. Right. And it's like, that's it. But four years ago, that might've been a verbal, Hey, 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 well, we don't do that. Right. 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 Or five years ago and it's turned into something else. But if you don't do the, Hey, 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 we don't do that. Five, six years down the road, passively stuff happens. Right. Yeah, absolutely. If that's, if that, if that is intended, you're going to, you're going to have it either Either you can be intentional about it and still people have agency. I'm not saying that family culture is the end all be all for this. This is how you raise strong families, but it's a, it's a very important piece to it for sure. Yeah. And it's oftentimes uh, conversations that just sometimes aren't had, you know, you, you have to be intentional with being like, Hey, can we, as a family talk about what's okay? What's not okay. What's okay to, to watch. What should we say? Okay, this is the line that if I if this happens in something I'm watching or listening to or in a situation with friends, that I'm pulling a plug, that I'm that I'm leaving, that I'm choosing to do something different. Um, if we don't if we don't kind of navigate and discuss where lines are in in anything in a relationship, then you know things are going to happen. And when a lot of the times the worst time to deal with something, especially when we get uh, high emotion or, or things like that, the worst time to decide what you're going to do is right when it happens. Right. So if we have those conversations beforehand and something happens, then we go, we've already had this conversation. We've already thought through this and logically have kind of said, you know, this is, we, we know why we're not going to do this. And so we don't have to rely on ourselves to make the right decision in a high emotional state or an emotional state that is going to lead us to anger or into lust or into, you know, whatever the, the case may be, we can, we can fall back on those things that we've already talked through that we've already thought through the process. That's where I'm, that's where I'm eternally grateful for the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? For, for the, those principles for the God, for the doctrine of Christ, where we can exercise faith and we can repent. And that's for all of us, moms, dads, included right and the better that we can model that how cool would it be is if in your family culture this idea like hey we repent and we make it right right you know i i I totally agree and i just you know the i i know people that have and i we're probably all going to be there at some point right but you know there's there's a lot of people that are doing everything the right way modeling the right things they're, they're having these, these crucial conversations, right? They've, they've made these decisions about what, what's right, what's wrong, what's 
what's good, what's bad, what's healthy, what's not, right? And and it's become part of this building or emerging family culture. And then you have that person that says, I reject this family culture. I reject this. Like I don't, I don't fit into this. I'm moving, you know, I it, it's just not where I'm at. And so what's the what's the answer to that, Mike Freeman? Oh man. Can I can I jump in before you do? Yeah, yeah. is that okay? Yeah, you'll get the you'll get the maybe wrong answer, and then Mike will come in with the right. No, answer. no, no. I don't. I I don't even know if I have an answer to that. So, my overwhelming impression after eight years of being a father is they're still on loan to me, right? And that they have they have another father who, who is, who is there, who is going to be there for them. And it is not, I mean, it's my place to encourage, but at that point, I think it's just love. It's love. And you, you, you let grace do its work, right? Yeah. You keep people close. You keep, uh, lines of communication open because you never know when, when, that influence is going to be the thing that, that they're in need of. Yeah. Um, I, never I know. agree with that. I totally agree with that. Cause I think that, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? You have this, con- we're, we're having this conversation. And I love the conversation about just families and how do we foster this positive and, and resilient uh, culture. Right. Um, and I'm sure there's people listening that are like, yeah, I've done that. And it just ain't working. You know what I mean? Like I've given it my all and it's a, it's a 30 car pile up behind me. Yeah. And I think, I think some of the, uh, I think Brian's right, by the way, I I, I I totally am all in on what you just said, Brian. I'm a hundred percent. I agree because I think that, I think that that keeps the door open. Yeah. Right. That door has got to be open. That bridge has to be there for them in their wilderness to come home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and as a parent, like that's got to be priority one, keep that door open, make sure that home is a place where they can come and feel love because that is the language of heaven. Right. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to pivot a little bit and come back to it. Last night I'm watching the ESPYs and I'm getting choked up and emotional ESPYs kill me. Uh, Liam Hendricks, gets the uh, Jimmy V right award for perseverance. And uh, he's a closer for the white Sox, and they, uh, they find some lumps in his neck and turns out he's been pitching with stage four non Hodgkin's B cell lymphoma, probably for over a year. Right. He goes into chemo and he beats it and he gets this acceptance speech and in the acceptance speech. So I lost, I lost a loved, I lost somebody that I love with all my heart two non-Hodgkin's B-cell lymphoma. And so I'm hearing him in his acceptance speech, and he's talking about with family and with faith, it's a mind thing, and you can beat anything. And I'm thinking kind of like, Tyler, what you're thinking about what maybe listeners might be experiencing listening to this, right? And I'm thinking, "Mm, brother, I love you, but there was plenty of heart, and there's plenty of faith. And there's plenty of mental strength and fortitude, and we lost, right? Stuart Scott, 
in his acceptance speech talks about we don't lose our battle with cancer right and it's, i want to i want to right right i want to yeah. respect that but like i think that there's just part of the plan is there's going to be something wayward children diagnosis there's going to be something part of the faith game is this idea of waiting on the lord somebody somewhere in this journey is going to have something unanswered is going to have something that they're carrying is going to have a thorn in the flesh that won't go away right there's got there's going to be something in this mortal experience where we're waiting on the lord we're praying for that kid we're praying for our those kids we're praying for that 30 car pile up right we're praying that that those things will be made right and i will always remember the words of kent wiseman talking about the mercy that we're just underestimating the mercy and the love of God, especially when it comes to wayward children. And we're just not necessarily giving enough, uh, maybe credence to that atonement that Jesus Christ performed. I mean, like that's there's a, going to be a power. Absolutely. there, uh, And that's a tough spot, man. I mean, you, you think like, I think there's, uh, and and this uh, and maybe it's appropriate Brian that you're you're here with us tonight because I think it was you, you the three of us had a discussion and you talked about holding two things at once right and I think that that's such a powerful thought and because I I think there's a there's a notion that in order for me to support the one I love who maybe is in a place that their choices are not congruent with my beliefs, I have to maybe abandon that to show that love, right? Like, like it's almost like this solidarity, right? Out of solidarity, I love my child or my, this person. Therefore I, I'm going to walk away from this thing that has been good for me because it's maybe not seemingly congruent with where they're at. And, and I, and, and, and I just love that idea that we can hold both things, right? Micah, what I think what you said is beautiful. I think that's that's a one hundred percent it. And you know, between the two of you, you've you've solved the riddle. I think, right? It's we show love, and then we allow grace to kind of do its thing. And and uh, I mean, that's powerful because I, I I know people that are in that spot that have said, you know what, these two things can't coexist, and so I'm going to make the choice for my loved one and and abandon this other thing when i think that too like can we make sure that we clarify and qualify when brian talks about love because a love that is designed to like i'm gonna win them back through love that's not what we're talking about right that's that's a condition for sure that's a grooming right yeah that's a i'm gonna love you and i've got this motive i've got this agenda and i need you to believe what i believe that's not that's not what we're talking about. And I think that there's a really cool scripture sequence that I can't kind of kick out of my head. I, I heard it in a speaker in church uh, a couple of days ago. So it's in Moroni 8. And he talks about this sequence. So check out this sequence. In verse 25, And the first fruits of repentance is baptism. Baptism cometh by faith unto the fulfilling the commandments. And the fulfilling the commandments bringeth remission of sins. So faith repentance baptism brings on this obedience leads to a remission of sins and the remission of sins bringeth meekness 
and lowliness of heart. And because of meekness and lowliness of heart cometh the visitation of the Holy Ghost, which comforter filleth with hope and perfect love. So, so many times we're thinking, man, I got to get more love in my life. And we're not necessarily going upstream and understanding, unlocking the sequence. You want perfect love in your heart? You want to forgive people? You want to have love towards, towards, you know, towards people that maybe even persecute us or use us? It goes back to have faith, repent, baptize, you know, baptism, or I, I think of the sacrament, renewing my baptismal covenants, and then be, be obedient. Right. I mean, Tyler, in some texts leading up to it, you were talking about this idea of sacrifice. Like, those are the things that are going to turn up. Like, man, I, 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 I got a cold heart towards some people. I need an outpouring of this. Just do work that sequence. Work well, yeah. And I think the key is right that, that when, when we find ourselves in those spots, and, and I'll just talk from personal experience, like you double down on the work on yourself. Right. Doubled you double down yourself. on the work on yourself. And it's like the reflection becomes not how do I change these people or these circumstances that might be influencing these people, but how do I change myself? Right. Okay, how do, Tyler, how do I become a softer, right? Can, where I can I can feel that and I can convey that that unconditioned that unconditional love, Brian. Right. Yeah, but can we can love. we put a highlighter on that because listeners are going to hear that. And that is counterintuitive. You just said, in order for me to have a desire to change others, I got to double down on myself. And most yeah. of the time, that that that's just being willing to be open and listening and hearing right. to understand somebody other somebody else's perspective. Yeah, and not not accepting it, not changing your whole personal philosophy, like you kind of were pointing out, Tyler, but being able to say, okay, from here, where do we go? What What's going on with, you know, you start asking them questions about, okay, well, talk to me about your connection to heaven. It, do you feel severed there? Do you feel like, what? what's your thought there? You just get inquisitive. And, you know, this is another big mental thing we talked about, uh, replace judgment with curiosity. I think that's a, a very, um, you know, you talked about uh, humble meekness, you know, those kinds of things that is in my mind, one of the most, um, humble mindsets that we can have is to just be curious about the things that's, I mean, the, the best scripture studies I have, the best prayers that I, that I, that I offer are ones in which I'm curious when I'm, I, I'm, I'm going through a situation and I really want to dig in and, and and have my mind changed in different ways. You're open to that, that revelation without that. That's when we get closed-minded and hard-hearted is when we say, you know what? And I think the hard part about it is we have, when we have somebody so close to us, choose something so vastly different than the, what, what we choose. There's, um, there's almost like this, this sense of loss for us. A lot of people, um, I, I read a, a book recently, um, it was a, a while ago about, uh, a mother who had a son who came out to them and she, she talked about how, you know, all of a sudden she had this feeling of like, oh, well, we're not going to be able to see them in the temple and grandchildren. Is that ever going to happen? And, and all those kinds of things. And it went to a very, very much like 
oh, what, look what I've lost. Look what I'm suffering in. And oftentimes that, that can kind of grow into a, well, I'm going to, I'm going to have to, the only way that I can end this hurt is to sever the relationship and to just let, let things go. And I think, I think if, if we're able to, yeah, just get curious and to, to, I think Brian, that curiosity though. Yeah. That edifies both. Yeah. Right. So Tyler, you show so much love and care. You've right. shared conversations with you've had with people that that have challenges and struggles and cha- and as you're doing that and you're expressing genuine curiosity and in that spirit of 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 a of a not a not not a not an agenda but just charity right just that perfect love not that we're perfect but we walk away edified both parties walk away edified right if we do that right we walk away with some compassion. We walk away with some understanding of what people are dealing with. And when I think of being Christ-like, that's nail on the head, right? Christ mm-hmm. understood what everyone has been dealing with because he felt and carried that. Mm-hmm. And so as we're in those places, start serving and just trying to help and understand, maybe help other people through their challenges, sharing some of our experiences, we're going to walk away edified. We're going to walk uh, away. Yeah. Better. And I, I think I, I just, I just really, you know, uh, I've talked to a lot of people, especially recently, and, and it's like almost like those two things can't be together. You know what I mean? And I just don't, I just don't feel that way, man. I feel like if, if that they should be right. I, I just think about that conversation we had with Rachel Spencer, mm-hmm. right? And she says yeah. to us, you know, I think Mike, you asked the question. Why, why didn't you leave? Right. And she says, well, all time best answers. Yeah. He never left me. And so I, I, I just, I, I, they, they should coexist because right. We're all struggling with, with, with something and gosh, if it wasn't for grace, where would we be? Right. And what what, what is our faith if we don't allow the uncertainty to mm-hmm. to live there and and take the steps forward not knowing what to do yeah. and that is so not 2023 right yeah where you can pull out a phone and know the capital of any country you can know any possible thing that you ever wanted to know the idea of like hey be okay with not knowing something yeah is like that fries our bacon right now right like mm-hmm. we can't mm-hmm. handle that but that's the game mm-hmm. that's the that that's what faith is then i think Super, I, I I love what Tyler, what you just shared, because I think we talk about keeping that door open at home. You know, be mindful if people are feeling like this, this false dichotomy, like I got to choose my loved one or, or my faith and I, right, and I right. choose my loved one. He didn't close any door. Yeah. That door still, grace 100%. keeps that door wide open. Yeah. Right. So you might be thinking you're making this really hard, really hard choice. That door, that door's always open yeah which, which is a comforting comforting thought for me great because we've all we've all made those choices 100%, yeah absolutely we've all it chosen it's, them. it's heavy but uh, i mean i i can't think of anything better to to help us grow and understand and and learn than to to mourn with those that mourn and comfort those that stand in need of comfort and to be there and to just sit with people through things um and to do our best to to say you know yep i don't agree but I love you. And that doesn't change the way that I'm going to 
interact with you the way that I'm going to show up for you and show up with you. Yeah. I mean, I've literally had this conversation where I've just said, you know what? I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did, but I don't, but I love you. You know, still the same. That didn't change. Mm -hmm. We don't know the answers, but. Well, yeah, tomorrow night I'm tasked with going to a regional YSA conference you know, and having a testimony meeting and representing state presidency and fielding questions from young single adults, right? And so you're like, oh boy, 2023, young single adults, people 18 to, you know, 30 years old, and they they get to raise their hand and ask me any question. There's going to be some of those. It's a great question, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I, I mean, think going to be, I'm going to pull Bednar's trick and just be like, hey, let's uh, share some scriptures and then take that to God. Right. Well, I'll tell you, yep. I think that there's a lot of, I just think that that can be a powerful statement to say, I don't know the answer to that, you know, but we can, we can do some, some digging ourselves and we can do, we can put some work and some effort into that and maybe gain some sort of clarity, but there's not an answer, right? There's a lot of things that are are not answerable. Right well, now. I'm going to pay, I'm going to owe you a nickel or two because I'm going to use I, I remember a conversation that you had with somebody that was struggling. And you said, isn't that cool that you're struggling with it? Yeah. Like, isn't that cool that you're, that, that you're here with me having this conversation and, and you are striving yeah. to seek out something. The struggle means you're doing the work, right? Yeah. Like, versus the yield, right? Just yeah. like, Oh, this got hard. I'm out. I'm out. Right. Mm-hmm. The same, same, same thing. If you say, well, I'm questioning my faith. Good. That means like, you questioning care. means we're doing some work, you know, mm-hmm. let's, Let's dig for the answers. But the if bro we just said you next to you hasn't questioned it for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I love it. So, Brian, it's been a little bit, man. Yeah, it's been a it's while. Been, it's been a little while. Um, we we've we've run through a few a few conversations since we've we've last been together. You know what um, I love about Brian, Tyler? Yeah. And I don't know if he's got something in his pocket, but he's usually good at throwing a question at us. <laughs> he does. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to keep this thing Content. moving along so nothing gets thrown our way. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I see. Well, to, to wrap up that 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 last conversation yeah. with a, a little bow, it's going to be a lot easier to be on this podcast because you're going to ask me any question. You're like, uh, you know what? I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> it's going to be a lot more boring for people. But, That's not acceptable you know, in this I, format. I, oh, right? shoot. Dang it. <laughs> People are going to be angry. They're going to be mowing their lawn, waiting for Tyler's words of wisdom. And he's just going to say, I don't know. That's a really good question. So anyway, moving on to the next topic. <laughs> Stomp them on the ground and be like, these guys don't know squat. <laughs> and that's true. I'm comfortable in that spot. Yeah, we but never I'm, claim to know anything. Yeah, right. exactly. I'm, well, I'm curious, Brian. Think, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think, I think that the, some of the best advice is like, stop looking so much for advice. And and just like live and experiment and and do the 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 best that you know how, and think through stuff and learn and say nope that didn't work we're gonna try something new we're gonna try something different I think really that that um, is kind of a, a, an art that's being lost a little bit we so much I find myself doing it all the time like I don't know how to do something and or I don't know a mindset. And my first place is to go to Google and start searching and reading articles and, and things like that. Um, instead of just going, you know, let me, let me think through this. Let me, let me pray through this a little bit. Let me, let me figure, let's put a point game plan together. Let's try it. 
That didn't I, work. I like that, Brian. I, it made me, as you were saying, as you were talking, it made me think of, you know, experimenting on the word. Yeah. Right. I think that there's this idea that, Hey, if, if we don't have the answer immediately, then the answer doesn't exist. You know, well, maybe it's that we're not asking, asking the right questions. We're not putting in the right amount of work. We're not looking at it from a different angle. Right. Mm-hmm. Like how does that, how do we, you know, begin to, I think that's how we begin to become experts in recognizing how God speaks to us. Well, right? here's the, th- here's I the love, interesting I, thing. I love that Tyler, because as we're, as we're studying in the new Testament, right. If someone is expecting it to all be rolled out. Yeah. Like you believe in Jesus Christ and I want everything rolled out. Then you don't know how he worked with his disciples. Right. Yeah. Right. You don't know necessarily how God gives that line upon line precept upon precept so that there's some reliance so that we check back in. Right. Imagine, imagine his apostles upon <laughs> leaving right? Leaving them. And they're like, what, what do we do? Yeah. Right. The new Testament is the new Testament. The record is filled with people trying to figure it out. Yeah. So why, if God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, why in 2023 are we expecting this blueprint? Mm -hmm. Right. That we're like A to Z. This is how I'm going to live my life because I've accepted Jesus Christ and I have faith and by golly, he's going to answer everything and, and roll it out for me. It's not necessarily how it works. No, well, and, and I think the struggle is what drives it from just being a head thing. Cause there's uh, some of my frustrations with myself is like, I know things I know, <laughs> I know better, you know, you right, hear that right. all the time, you know, better. <laughs> um, and I do, yeah. there's a lot of things in my life that I know better and I choose not to do it. And sometimes I think the, the, the way it's because it's just staying there in my head. I haven't gone through a struggle enough to move that, that thing mentally into my heart or into my hands or into my feet. I I think the struggle gets it into part of our being and not just like, Oh, you know, how do I deal with this situation? Go to the internet. Okay. That's an interesting article. Okay, cool. Um, maybe, maybe I'll do something about it. Maybe I won't. But I think when we, when we give ourselves the, Okay, let me think through this. Let me struggle. Let me let me try something. Let me have a conversation. Let me dis- discuss. Um, I think that's when it it gets past this 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 mental barrier into other por- parts, and we actually are moved forward and changed through yeah. that process. I agree. I love I love that uh, that idea of the struggle, right? Struggling through it, I think, is a, is is important. I, I was just having this conversation with with one of my daughters recently it was up at, at school and she, you know, was having a tough time. And, and she's like, I'm just, I've been praying about this and I don't think I'm getting an answer, you know? And then it was like, well, let's talk through what that process has looked like. And let's talk through where the thoughts and the feeling that, that you've had through this process. And let's talk about, okay, let's talk about some of those thoughts and feelings and, how how have they lined up with you know the 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 thought the the solution to the problem that you think right so there's this i i think the rediscovery of how we how we receive promptings revelation answers right i think is uh, it's it's ongoing because i th- i think there's a there's a need for us to continually be struggling to um fine tune how we hear. Right. And, well, I, and I, 
and I, think I lose that before. a lot. So yeah, yeah. I think we talked before. You 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 come to him with two options. Here's A. Here's B. And he's like, "What about G?" <laughs> right. right. Yeah. We, just, we sometimes we put limits on. We put limits on an unlimited God. Well, well and there's what, that whole. I, <clears throat> go, go ahead. ahead. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So okay. So I, I was just gonna say. You know, I think I think we can equate struggle with any time we're out of our comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the only place we grow. Staying yeah. in our comfort zone is the is is a recipe to stagnate, to stay the same. Getting out of our comfort zone is struggle, is something new. And then our comfort zone expands. I, I think about things like um, you know, speaking in church. It actually it was surprising to me um recently. Um having people say, yeah, no, I'm, I don't speak in church. <laughs> um, when, when you ask them to decline um, the offers and you're like, yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Like, and, <laughs> and I go, Oh, I guess. So, uh, you know, I've had opportunities in my life to be able to do that and to get to a place where there was a time where I would have done the same thing that I didn't sure. want to speak in church and it was un- an uncomfortable thing, but I, I was able to, um, you know, through help from parents and mentors and, and asking questions, figure out how to get myself to a place where that's not, that's not a thing that I worry about anymore. When somebody says, Hey, can you, can you speak to this class? Can you speak to this group? Like, I'm okay with that now because, because of opportunities. And so, and because of struggles, because sometimes I've gone up and really just been awful. Actually, it's funny when I, when I left on my mission, um, and when I got back, I spoke with the same person that uh, both times, uh, a, a guy in my ward. And, um, <laughs> when I got back, he said to me, he was all like, that was so much better than your first one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, there's like, there's opportunities, like there's opportunities for us to get up and bomb and not do a good job. Like I, I, look back on the things that I talked about when I left on my mission and I'm a little embarrassed. I go, yeah, that was not great. But from that I go, okay, what could have made that better? Why, why did that bomb? What was so bad about that? And I think whenever we are struggling with something, um, if we're willing to do that and get out of our comfort zone to, to try new experiences, to fail at those experiences and then be able to say, yeah, I want to, I want to do that again or be like, yeah, that's not something like, I guess that's not something for me. I mean, we can, we can have this conversation. We can go through this process. Yeah. But I think the task didn't change. Yeah. Your capacity changes. And I think sometimes we look at this hard thing and our capacity is static in our minds right? We don't see a future self that has increased ability to do things. We think, oh, that's hard and I can't do it. That might be very true right now. (laughs) That might be hard and you can't do it, but the can't isn't the same today as your ability tomorrow, right? There's an increase. And I think if we don't factor that in, I think a lot of the opportunities actually for growth are disguised as hard things. And if we don't say yes to some of those hard things, we're going to, we're going to become complacent, right? We're going to become, we're going to become static. We're not going to grow. And so if go, anything, go we're chase gonna, struggle. We're gonna atrophy. <laughs> go, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> go chase struggle. Yeah. yeah well, I think, I think, I think about, 
Mike, about Justin, Dr. Justin's story, right? And just this idea of, you know, a commitment to this thing that was good, that was, had opposition at every turn, right? And it was like, but, but what I really appreciated about that was his ability. And this is one of the big things I took away from my, our time with him was the ability to, to recognize what seems like a small, maybe innocuous event that is seminal in your progression. Right. And he really details this idea that, that if we, if we have faith that there's something good through that'll come through this struggle, that God's hand will be in the middle of it. Right. Yeah. And I'm I think handing that out, we lose that. Right. <laughs> I'm handing out Dr. Justin Mutakarez's episode like candy here in Redding, California, because I think that there's so many truths there. Yeah. I think one of the thoughts that I had, I was just listening to something, um, the, the, uh, the musician Bono was talking about some of his world causes. And he says, oh, so you got passions? And he asked this question, what actions do your passions lead you to do? Right. And when I heard that, I immediately saw Dr. Justin's face, right? Because yeah. he's in these situations where he's passionate about his, his country, he's passionate about uh, f- about freedom, about all of those things. And he's had these experiences in life that have urged him to do something about it. You feel this thing, do something about it. Well, and I, and I, I think love so many times yeah. we might feel it, but we don't. It's a one-two punch, and if yeah. we don't do the something about it, there it went. Yeah, and what does he? What does he say? Like he he talks about an experience he had in prayer, and the answer that he routine received, prayer, routine prayer. Right, you're right, and the answer that he receives is, "What are you going to do?" Right. It wasn't like go do this thing. Or, you know, here's the answer that you need. It was, what are you going to do? And then, all right, let me get off my <laughs> right. knees here. And, and again, that, that's, right? that's, that's evidence that he doesn't just roll it out. Right, right, right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you, and, and go see this guy, get blessed by this guy, then do this. And then it's like, yeah. we see down. that in the life of the savior too. Like that, that, what you just said is like, what are you going to do? Like that is our heavenly father being curious with us is not using a judgment, not saying, Oh, this guy's never going to get it. I'm just going to lay it out for him is he's saying, okay, I'm going to get curious with you, Justin, Dr. Justin, what are you going to do about that? I, I think Christ did that all the time where he would ask questions to people that were coming to inquire about things. What do I do? And he'd just fire a question back and say, yeah, think about this. Um, I think that's really interesting that we, and what if there's no, what if there's no wrong answer if done in faith? Yeah. Right. Like, what are you going to do? And he's like, you know what? I was thinking about this. Like, yeah. Go. You know, I, I've thought Ooh. about that. I've thought about missionaries that are all like, well, how will I know what I'm supposed to promise somebody? And I think sometimes whatever you promise, Heavenly Father goes, Yep, that's great. We'll I, I always that. think I always think I'll a brother it. of Jared. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, I, I thought this through, and he's like, Well, I've got these rocks, right? Like, how how about this? I got rocks. And he's like, yeah. Okay, well, do that's that's what we'll work with. Right. Yeah, interesting answer, but yeah, I can work with that because <laughs> right. I can do yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> you you thought it out. You put in the effort. This is what you came up with. Let's let's work with that. But by let's golly, go. do something, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I think, and I think again, we just go to that. Where do you, where do you want to be in ten years 
do something about it daily for five minutes. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's that, that's that, uh, atomic habits thought, right? I mean, I think it's so, I think it's so important. Simon Sinek has this really cool video and he talks about going to the gym. You don't go to the gym for nine hours and get in shape, (laughs) but if you go to the gym for 20 minutes every day, I guarantee you, you'll get in shape. I can't say when, right? But I guarantee you, if you play long game, it will happen. And I think so many times, I'm I'm like that spiritually, right? It's like, okay, well, man, I haven't read scriptures in a little bit. I'm just going to block out a whole bunch of times. Like this this doesn't work. You don't, (laughs) you don't get the effect of like, oh man, I'm just going to lock myself and I'm going to read the book of Mormon for the weekend. Like it doesn't work like that. Yeah. I went to education (laughs) week. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's about running the, just, just run it, right. Run, run that program, but is something in our daily routine, Lester Gray talked about that daily routine, right? And how he's tacking those different domains of his life on a daily basis. Yeah. Here, not crazy amount of time, but every day he's touching those domains and those domains are being developed. And over time, he's going to be in a totally different place. And and actually, I've gone to like, after our conversation with Lester, is like, I've got a list of things that I do, I try to do every day with it, with that in mind, if you looked at my list, my list is trying to touch on the different domains of who I am so that we'll have that balanced development. I love that. Yeah. I think it's powerful. Tyler, I feel like we interrupted you like 20 minutes ago <laughs> and we went off on this crazy tangent and you were going to ask a question. I apologize. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate the apology because that question is so far gone, <laughs> so far gone. <laughs> but but I think I think it was supplanted by some pretty good discussion. So sure. I'm okay with that. Well, I mean, I, I think if I remember correctly, where you were kind of going is it's been a while since we've talked. You've had a, a lot of opportunities to talk to a lot of incredible people in the last yes, little bit. Brian. Yes. Um, and and maybe let's let's talk about some of the things. Yeah. Is there anything um, that's that's standing out to you from those conversations? Um, you know, there are there's there are a couple of specific things. Um, but there, there was kind of just like an overarching thing that, that comes to my realization every once in a while, as I'm listening to people that, that you interact with. Um, and and so I wrote down the richest man in town. Isn't a mold. It's not a conveyor belt. This isn't, this isn't a get on here. We'll show you what to do. And by the end of it, we all look the same. We all sound the same. We all act the same. There is such variety in rich. And I love, and maybe you two can speak to that and, and what you've been able to recognize, but I see that, man, some of your guests are rich in, in simplicity in in just being able to take things and understand them in a very simple manner. Some of them are, are rich. Uh, I, I think about, um, Mike, your brother who talked about a whole different way of living, um, that, that sounds pretty, pretty dang rich to me. Um, some people are are financially rich. Some people are relationship. They're they're very rich in their relationships. So maybe maybe yeah. What what have you guys learned about that variety in in the definition rich? Can I I I, I want to yeah. throw out there again, kind of going to your hold them both. Some are rich and broken. Yeah. Right. Uh, Some are rich and sad. Can I say something to that really yeah. quick? Um. The last few days for me 
have been rough mentally, um, mm-hmm. just in a place where, um, you know, I, I don't enjoy, I don't like, um, and so there was a twinge when I, I received the text, say, Hey, do you want to come on the pod and me go, I really like if they had a camera and watch me for the last 48, 72 <laughs> hours, they very much would have been like, uh, yeah, he's not in a good place to, to be coming on and doing this right now. Um, and so I, I, I think there's, there's a lot, a lot to that to, yeah, those are not mutually exclusive. You're either rich or you're broken. Um, those, those very much often are yeah. together. I, I think Brian, I honestly feel like they are always together, Always, you know, and, and, and I think that, that one of the things that our guests have, have taught me is that to, to be intentional about finding the richness in the brokenness. Right. And I think, I think that that's, you know, that that's important. You, you talked about struggle and the importance of struggle to, to be able to learn. I think for us to be able to, 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 to feel or recognize that richness, even if it's glimpses of it, it's because we've been through some difficult things. Now, everybody's going to, have a varying level of what that looks like, you know, but, but it's all relative, right? I mean, what, what I can bear is certainly not as much as what of someone else can bear. Right. And so that's, it's going to, it's going to look different for everybody. I always have this, this, ever since we've been doing this podcast, I've had this vision in my head of like a painting, right. And it's people walking down a path to get to this final destination and as I've been doing this podcast, like that painting looks like hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of paths hmm. that people have walked to get to this destination. And I love the idea that we all have different experiences. We all see things through a different lens. We all, we all feel things differently, but ultimately we're all pushing for that same thing. Right. And, and one of the, you know, Mike and I talk about this a lot is that, you know, we, we sit down with some guests that are come from some very different backgrounds than we do. And I always in the podcast feeling like, man, we are lockstep. We're, we're one in the same, you know, and uh, regardless of what our backgrounds look like. So I, I love that idea that, that, you know, I do feel like brokenness and richness are always together. Yeah. And I think we always talk to our guests about this ability, uh, you know, kind of ease their concerns about coming on to an international podcast like ours, Tyler. Huge, is, huge international <laughs> podcast. Is this idea that we roll out of bed rich, right? Or yeah. the the folks that if we've tapped you and said, come on the program, we've seen something in your life that we need in ours. And it's really just about rolling out of bed and talking to us about, walk us through it. I right? had you had what 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 does that path look like? Um and I and I think that what I've learned or what I've had kind of uh, emphasized in my interactions with guests on the show is that we don't roll out of bed and think today my life's going to change. We don't walk through our day and all of a sudden come to a fork in the road and the path to the right is highlighted in pink saying, take this one. 
right? This is the one, yeah. right? Or we don't we don't see things necessarily like, oh, that's a very dangerous choice. We're just trying. Yeah, we're trying to do the right thing, and sometimes we 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 fall woefully short. But I can tell you without a doubt, 140 episodes in, however many guests, nobody, nobody has gotten to this place talking about their rich life and said, nobody helped me. Uh, absolutely. That nobody helped me along the way. And to a person, everybody says that person doesn't even know they helped me. Yeah. And that to me is a beautiful design element to this life. Yeah. Right? So we started earlier talking about parents trying to change their kids' lives by setting a stage and intentionally teaching a lesson and the kids are like whatever <laughs> right i think so many times so many times it's a conversation on the couch it's a hug it's a hey this book helped change me might help you right yeah. i mean that to me is a beautiful common denominator yeah. and that gives me hope right because every time we talk about these hundreds of paths tyler you and i and brian we Tomorrow we're going to wake up and we're going to go live our lives and we're going to have probably a hundred interactions. Yeah. And the idea that there might be magic in some of those interactions to bring about change to somebody that might be struggling, that'll get you out of bed, right? Yeah. That'll get you out of bed in the morning and think, hey, I might be struggling, right? Because Brian, I'm with you, right? I'm with you. Today I came home and I don't know if you guys have, I don't know if you guys have ever screwed up, right? Mm -hmm. Today I screwed up. Mm -hmm. I screwed up and I don't like that feeling. I don't really consider that a, that a common feeling, but I screwed up and the consequence is some, some, some trust lost. And that's the worst kind, mm -hmm. right? Cause now I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be down and I'm going to have to do some work consistently over time. And an I'm sorry doesn't bring back all the trust I had with that individual, right? So, like, we screw up. Some days we're on the bull, we're on the bull. The shoot opens, and it and we know what we're doing, and we ride at eight seconds. And some days that shoot opens, and we are on our we're on our keister in a second, right? And I just think it's really important that that the if we are in the struggle. Part of the magic of getting through that struggle is maybe, just maybe, I can help somebody. I can help somebody else. Yeah, I, 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 love, I, I agree. I think, you know, we we throw the, that that phrase around, it takes a village, right? When we talk about our kids, we'll say, ah, it takes a village. We got to have good people in our kids' lives to help, you know. And But, man, I feel that same way for myself. That's what this podcast really has been. It's like, how do you know, let's I'm, I'm knocking on the doors of the village trying to figure out who's going to be the one to walk. Right. I mean, that's the fun. That's the fun of it. So, and, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, you talk about different experiences and I think about Lester young, right. We have Lester on, on the show and he, he's in prison, life in prison. And now he's changing people's lives, right? I just, what a, what a miraculous uh, journey. And I just think, man, we, you know, we all take different paths, but we're all striving for the same thing. And 
Yeah, I, I, I think of our recent conversation, Brian, you shared your struggles and I appreciate you kind of letting us in on that. I think of Kiefer. Yeah. Our recent conversation with Kiefer Marino, where his wife said, who can you talk to? Yeah. Right. Guys, for whatever reason, I don't know <laughs> where we get this thing, but there's this idea that like, I'm good. Right. <laughs> I don't need to talk to anybody. And and if, if and I'm not saying it's just a guy thing. But if there's somebody listening right now that feels like they've got something that they're carrying, talk to somebody. Just pull somebody aside and say, can I yak at you for a second? And can I let you in? I don't need to let you all in, maybe necessarily. If it's spiritual matters, we want to invite you to find some spiritual help and put it all out there. Put it all out there. But so many times we just think I got this. And Tyler, we've even talked about this dichotomy of like, we're busy helping other people. And then they're like, hey, are you okay? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. You're not. You, you know what isolation <laughs> does? It, it's like it's like us pouring miracle grow on the weeds and just saying go. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. Isolation just takes any of those small little things that we have in our head, either negative about ourselves or about a situation. And it just, it, it, it pours gasoline on the fire, you know? And so I, I think that's huge. And, um, one, one cool thing that I I've been fortunate to do in, in our workspace is I've introduced a program where we have sit down conversations one-on-one with all of our employees. And we just check in and say, how are you? Not with, not with your tasks. How, how are you? I'm not, I'm not coming in to check in and, and make sure you're doing your job, but is this job doing what it needs to, to do for you? Are you in a place where you're getting what you need? Do you feel like you're getting the, the communication you need to accomplish a job? Do you have all the resources you need? How are you mentally? How is this your work-life harmony? How is that working out for you? Um, and, you know, it was really interesting because we just started um, a, a couple weeks ago where I sat down for our first initial meeting with everybody. So for a whole week, every 45 minutes, I was sitting down with somebody new and just kind of talking about what this program was going to look like. And then just say, saying, hey, floor is yours. Talk to me. How How is your life here in, in our workplace? Um, and it's really, really interesting how um, the genesis of this program came because we started to see so many people leaving our organization and we started having conversations with them very intentionally saying, Hey, what, like, like, let talk us through your thought process of, of how you went here. And, you know, we got some pretty, pretty candid responses, uh, about, you know, well, this situation happened. Uh, I, I, I was really put off by it. I started looking for a job. I found something that pays me more and all that kind of stuff. And oh well, when that thing happened, who who did you go and talk to about it? Well, nobody. A lot of times we just don't have that pressure release valve that allows us to um, talk through a problem, to talk through something that's hard, and to have yeah. somebody again, again, mourn with you, sit down and and just say, yeah, that does suck. That is hard. Yeah. Like maybe I have advice, maybe I don't but now you have somebody sharing that burden with you. Yeah. Well, nothing, sa- nothing says you can say, right. You can say all you want. 
you can have you can have a, a, a vision or a mission statement on the wall that says you care about people but nothing says you care about people like sitting down and saying hey talk to me right and as you do that consistently and with reliability you'll you'll start to see the fruit right initially they'll be like what is this and they'll probably be like, eh, I'm going to let this flavor of the month pass by and this thing's going to pass, right? I'm not so, so sure if I want to necessarily just kind of let you in on stuff. But over time, once that is established, it's like, yeah, I'll let you in. This yeah. is this is, this is is what I'm dealing with, right? And I think that that's important. That, that's, that, that's that idea of, look, we're going to walk it. We say it's important. We're going we're gonna to take time and we're going to make sure that you feel seen. Right, that you feel a sense of, of, of belonging. Uh, yeah, I even think of guests that have talked about making sure that they see their, their kids eye to eye and have those conversations, you know, from time to time, talking to them and make, leaving no assumptions that everything's okay. Yeah, like, yeah. And you, you know, what the best, uh, what I've, I've heard is the best way to do that. Even is to, to sterilize that situation as little as possible to be doing something, to be in the middle of life, to be doing an activity that they enjoy and just say, Hey, how are you doing? How's life? What are you thinking about? You want to talk about boys or the galaxy? Yeah. Yeah. All that kind (laughs) of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I I think, I think too often we think, okay, I'm going to schedule this meeting, sit down on the couch in a very kind of like, almost like an interrogation, almost like an interview Instead of, hey, I care about you. This is organic. We're playing Mario Kart. What's up? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I was a lot of games of catch where the those kind of discussions were taking place. Yeah, I was I was talking to somebody whose life they just made a significant life change and 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 really, uh, really made faith a priority in their life. And talking to the person like, how did where did this come from? It was, I walked with a couple of women and I wanted what they had, what they seemed to have in their life. Wow, and I cool. didn't have it. That's right. Cool. Not a formal, yeah. it's not a formal church activity. It's just a, Hey, you want to go walk and talk? Cause we're dealing with some stuff and they saw how the women dealt with stuff. Yeah. Right. Proactively, faithfully, but dealt with stuff dirty, rolled up their sleeves and like, we're working through life's challenges and she wanted what they had. And I think it's that it, it, we overthink things a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know how many ser- sermons on, on service I've heard and forgotten and how, how I'll never forget when I was in high school, we, uh, we had a big fire on the mountain that we lived on and we were evacuated for two weeks. And part of it was during Halloween and the local community that we were that we were in, you know, not not a super close knit community to where we were at, um, came and they heard that there were evacuees from from the mountain that were co- posted up in this campsite over here, and they did reverse trick or treating, and they came and brought us a, a ton of a candy. That's awesome. I'll never forget that yeah. because that that was action. That was that was that's imprinted on me now. Yeah. Where words are great, but it's it's in those organic moments where we go, this is an opportunity. Let's take it. Oh, that, man. That I, we have I, big things. That resonates so well with me because, I mean, my concern is the the tombstone will read, here lies Mike Freeman, I'll talk. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like all mm-hmm. talk. Like, man, that would be that would be the worst, right? Like get out there and what does your passion lead you to do? What actions do you feel compelled to do? And there is when it when it comes from that, when it comes from that love, when it comes from that place, you can't do wrong. Right? You, you may not have the words, like, how am I going to show up to that person who lost somebody? How am I going to show up to that person that's struggling with this thing? Show up. <laughs> Just show yeah, up. 100%. Somebody's mind, somebody's face came to my mind just as we were talking about that, Brian. So thank you for that. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out and visit that, that person. Can I hit you guys with another one? Yeah. That kind of, kind of piggybacks on that because, you know, there's, there's times where I listen to people and I go, well, I, I disagree with, with what they said or, or, sure. or things like that. And so I wrote down disagreement isn't an indictment. I'm sure there's probably things that you've, you've heard from people bring up. There are, there's probably things that I've said that people are like, eh, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Um, but disagreement isn't an, an indictment saying, oh, the way that you're living, that's not rich. Um, <laughs> that, that is very much rich for you. And I, and we're all so different in our personalities and our habits and our, uh, our mental makeup and all those different things that, um, you know, I, I think the variety and seeing just how many, how many ways there are to be rich has really helped me say, Oh, I find what's rich. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't have to find the definition and then work towards that. I just have to start searching in myself, like all these folks that they're interviewing have done and find rich here, find rich inside, find rich. And just because I'm not doing it the way you do it, doesn't mean I'm like, mm, you did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing yeah. It right. So I, I think that's uh, there, there's a bigger conversation there. I, I just think, yeah, disagreement is not an indictment of the way you're doing things. You, you know what? I I've had this, I've had a few moments like this in, in, in some of our conversation on the podcast. And I, I got to tell you, I like this moment where, and, I, and Mike, I know you and I've had this conversation where I, and I've said, uh, I've changed my mind about some things, right? I've changed my mind about some things. I, I, I love, love that. that. I, I love, love that, that too, too, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's almost like, you know, because there, there's things that, that I think, I, I want to have a black and white definition too. And when I'm in a conversation with someone, I just, I just love that feeling of being able to say, you know what? I didn't even know this was an angle I could look at this at. And my ideas are different. Maybe, maybe I still don't totally agree or maybe, you know, but my ideas are different. And, and I, I love the, I hope that people, when they have conversations with me, <laughs> we'll feel that like Tyler's going to listen and he's, he's open-minded. He's going to hear it. And you know, his, his mind may be up today, may, may be made up today, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to, to take other ideas and absorb we've, those. we've talked about this in the context of Brian's comment, hold both. Right. Absolutely. I think this idea of like what you hold and hold it. But when something else comes along, and it's better and it lines up. We know what truth feels like, right? 
And I need to make sure that I, I want to make sure that folks listening, Mike Freeman believes the truth is independent. For sure. Right. That there is truth out there and that that is independent of opinion. It doesn't need a majority poll. It doesn't need those things. But when I come across it and I know what it feels like, put down what you had yeah, and pick I, up I that agree. thing. Right. Because yeah. that's a true principle. And we've had places and I love, there's a certain, there's a certain person, there's a certain brain, there's a certain something. When I sit down with people that are different with me, I love the way my brain feels mm, making yeah. new connections and looking at those things in new angles. You know, Tyler, we're in this interesting place where we're about to send, we're about to send kids on missions, right? Yeah. We're about to send them out. They're going to wear a name tag and represent the savior. And they're going to be in this business of, talking to people that they'll probably disagree with. Yeah. Right. And I shared with my son, my boys, my boys had now I shared with my son. Um, I remember flying to Uruguay to serve my mission. And I remember flying into Sao, Sao Paulo at night, capital of Brazil at the time, one of the world's largest cities. And I remember at night looking out the window of my, of that airplane. And I remember seeing those lights. And I remember having this conviction in my heart and this feeling out of love for people. I wanted everybody, I wanted every light to know what I knew, right? <laughs> that's an ambitious, that's an ambitious young missionary, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But I know what I know because I've had a fingerprint-like unique package of experiences yeah. that have led me to know what I know. And the beautiful thing about conversations in this podcast and conversations everywhere where there might be disagreement is acknowledging my package of experiences is not the same as the person I'm interacting with. Their experience, they carry, we carry it, right? It impresses on us and it helps us make sense of the world around us. It makes us get, it helps us get through hard times. I am not going to, by disagreeing with them, I am not discrediting their experience at all. And I think, I think Mike, and, and I mean, I feel like in, in the conversation or having the conversation allows us to say, to find the similarity in the differences. And I, and I think there are similarities in the differences, right? Like we, we can be so focused on, this is why I'm right. And this is why you're wrong. As opposed to where, where are we matching up on this? Can right? you talk to Abe Freeman right now? Cause like that to me is perfect, <laughs> right? Can you go in? And I love that idea. Almost like a lens. Yeah. Can you go in and just look for commonalities? Yeah. Oh, can, you love I your can, family. I love my family. Right. Yeah. I can trace back so many conversations on my mission to we were both saying the same thing but for some reason we were at each other's throats about it <laughs> different vernacular different different source material like whatever it was i can i can vividly remember conversations that i had where we were both saying the same thing and if we took the time to do that and say oh yeah we we're kind of saying the same thing right 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 yeah um yeah. that that wouldn't have happened. That contention wouldn't have entered into to that interaction. Yeah. Um, the conversations I'm having with my son is like, look, don't talk about an end, right? Jesus teaches more blessed are you 
that any anywhere you see in the scriptures where Jesus says, blessed are ye and more blessed, are, you know, this group is blessed and more blessed is this group. That might be something cool to, to, to learn, right? And in the Book of Mormon, when he's talking to his disciples and he's talking to the nine and the three, he's like, hey, what do you want? And those three are like, I don't want this thing to end. And he's like, more blessed are you. And it's like, how cool, a Freeman, for you to go and just like, it's not about an end date. And then there's this idea of going and living, right? There's this great piece in the Book of Mormon where Ammon lands among the people and he's just like, and the king's like, hey, you're going you're gonna to live here? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to dwell here. And heck, I might just be here till I die. <laughs> right? like, mm-hmm. I love like, be where you are. Yeah. Love that. Love those people. Don't be expecting your conditions or situations to change. That's George Bailey, right? That's so yeah. richest man in town. Love where you are. Take care of your own grass. Who cares what the neighbor's grass looks like, right? Don't don't be dependent on your situation to change for your happiness to to change. It's yeah. not gonna happen. I think I think differences. Honestly, it's like uh, you know, it, it, it's you're not willing to 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 look at a, a, at that different point of view. And I think that that's such a big, you know, that makes such a big difference. I mean, and why and, do you think that is? Well, because uh, we we want to be right. We want to be right. <laughs> Right. I mean, and, and it feels good when we can walk away and go, darn it. I was right. You know, but I, but it feels well, get ready for married life, man. Cause you're never right. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels better when we can say, you know, shoot, we were really looking at this at different angles, but it turns out, like you said, Brian, we're kind of saying the same thing at the end of it. I mean, that's, a, and honestly, I, I go back to what I said earlier. I, I love that feeling where I've, and I've said this to you, Mike, before, shoot, I was wrong about some things, you know, and I'm ready. I've to- seen your face mid conversation on this podcast. Yeah. And, I'm, and I know you've seen mine like, yeah. Oh man. You're right. Yes. You mentioned, you mentioned Rachel, you mentioned some of the conversations like, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's not like I land in a place where it's like, and now I have the answer. A lot of those times where it's like, I'm wrong is like, Okay, well, I know that's wrong. I'm going to pick it. I'm going to put it down and I'm going to walk around and and have this question in my heart for a little bit. And that's sometimes think- it, it just real quick, it's sometimes yeah. it's not even saying, you know, that that what I believed before was 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 wrong. It's it, it might be saying what I heard this other person say added to what I believed, right? And I think that, that that's been a lot of my experience in conversations in this podcast is well, I had this belief and this person said something different and that just enhanced and added <laughs> to my belief right and so i i just love that feeling so sorry to cut you off brian no that you're perfect yeah i i think i think that it's really important for us to be able to trace back where did i where did i get this belief where does it come from hmm. is it is it because the world we live in today um, you know, there's statistics out there about how many advertisements we see a day. The average person sees 4,000 to 10,000 advertisements a day or something like that. And that's trying to, trying to sell you something. But even outside of that, all the content that we are exposed to now, you can have a constant stream and whatever is coming upstream is going to land in here. What's downstream. And you can start to build all these big things, these beliefs, from all these things that have come 
even, even kind of subconsciously. And so if we don't take the time, a lot of the time to, to take something that's in our, our head and go, why do I hold this belief? Especially the ones that we're like willing to go at it over, you know, Mm -hmm. if we don't examine, where did I pick this up? Cause sometimes, sometimes there have been times where I'm like, no, I know this thing is right. And I, and I, and I, in my mind, I'm like, I have scriptural evidence to back this up. (laughs) And then I go back and I read the scripture and I go, oh, huh. That, (laughs) that did not mean what I thought it meant. I have a little more life experience now. And uh, that is very much different than from when I was a 19 year old missionary. Um, I have a very different understanding. I have a very different experience than, than that kid did. Um, And so I think it's, it's important for us to be willing to do that because um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of times I hear people yelling and arguing and, and, complaining and, and don't have the, the curiosity to go back and say, where did I pick this up at? And what's, what, what's reality? Is there something that can help me round this out? Because if you're seeking for that truth, if that's what you're moving toward, then that, that process of getting to it is only going to refine you into having beliefs that are, that are, that are more solid, that you, that you have a foundation to stand on and not these sandy things that a lot of the time we keep in our heads and we fight vehemently for them. And someday we're going to face a savior and he's going to go, yeah, that, that thing you could have let go a long time ago. Well, and can we, can we, you know, all this talk of pick up and let go, I just want to clarify and make sure that, that at least I, I think we're on the record by saying in that process of going upstream and looking at how do I know or why do I believe that thing? If God is has been there, don't put it down. Well, yeah, and I think right? Mike, like that if goes you've back had those experiences, yeah, don't discard those. I think that if, yeah, I I I appreciate that clarification because I think that if if we're we're judging things through the through the right, um, you know, I'll say lens, but you know, if, if we're, if, if we're listening to the spirit or revelation as it occurs to us and we're measuring things through that, I think that that's, that's our, that's our space, right? That's where we're going to be able to say, Hey, this is a good thing. And maybe, and, and I, and I, the same thing applies when we say, Oh shoot, I was a little too hard and fast on that one. Right. And I think I need to let go of that a little bit. But it's yeah, interesting because I, I, was I don't, I don't to, want to make it an assumption. Yeah. I don't want to make an assumption that everybody, and I don't, I, I know, I'm not saying I know how God talks to me. Therefore, you know, listen to me, but check out Galatians 5, 22, 23, right? Fruits For of sure. the spirit. If somebody's wondering, what are we talking about? Check that out because right. that's how God talks to us. Right. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. You go you through out. that checklist, right? And you can, I have this conversation every, almost every other week with a group of 16 and 17 year old kids. How many have felt this? Okay. All right, good. How many, right? And we just kind of get in that routine of saying, okay, it's, oh, so this is, if I feel this, this is what we're talking about. But, but, you know, Brian, I want to, I would give you a shout out because I was having a conversation the other day with somebody and I brought up ruts versus grooves and they, yes, it, it was a mind blower, man. It was like, <laughs> yeah. I just saw it like, bah! and I was like, you got to go back and listen to Brian grow. So fun. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I that's a thing that's regularly in my head as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. Can I, to, on that, on that last subject, I think I probably have shared this story, but it just came up again. It's a, it's a memorable story for me and it teaches a powerful lesson. I have a coworker bought a house in October and the yard backyard was completely Brown. Right. She starts stripping it out, clearing it out, time, resources, money, dumps it, spends the whole month of October and into November redesigning and rebuilding this brown, crappy backyard. Come January, February, one of the neighbors is a brand new house or not a new house to her. And she comes in and, and destroys the backyard and January, February, a neighbor comes by and says, oh, my goodness, I can't wait for the spring. Your yard is so beautiful. And she's like, what are you talking about? And the neighbor brings a picture of what the backyard looks like in the spring. After the one that she tore out. (laughs) And it was one of those like tour of garden tours where people would come and check out the house every spring. And she bought the house in October and saw Brown. And said, this is, this is garbage. I got to make some changes, right? So sometimes in this picking up and putting down, man, stay with some things for a season as we feel that we need to, because in different seasons, it, yeah, it, and it I, takes I, on something different. And I Cause think this is a struggle process. This isn't an automated process. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But I think too, there's, there's some fundamental truths that we have to have established for ourselves. Right. And I think that, that, those are foundational and, and, you know, we, what we don't want to do is chip away at that foundation. Right. So I think that, that, you know, differences and discussion and conversation, I mean, these are important and they, they, we need to have them if for nothing else to understand each other better, but there's an opportunity to, to, to add to our foundation. Right. But we have to be discerning in that process as well. You know, yeah, there's, thing, there's things that we have to be willing to say, whether it's things that we're holding on to or things that are being presented to us. And we have to be willing to, to make some judgments on those things and go, you know, this thing's not going to put me in a better spot. Yeah. You know? And in those 4,000 or 10,000, whatever bombardment we're under in, in this world right now, so much of that is aimed at worth. Yeah, yeah. Right. And anything, yeah. anything that is taking down our idea of what we are worth, drop it immediately. Right. Yeah. Drop absolutely. that immediately because yeah. that is one of the battlefields. Right. That yeah. idea of who am I to uh, let me tell you who you are. Yeah. Right. Read what Jesus did. That's who you are. Well, yeah. I That's think we did that for 100%. And we've talked a lot about the the idea of identity and 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 the importance of 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 having a sense of identity right and and i mean i talk to my kids about this all the time i'm like you know there's all kinds of labels that we can throw on each other and that we want that we want to give each other but but the most important one is sons and daughters of god right yeah if if that's the measurement right that's the label that we're really worried about all this other stuff is going to be because you know, the world, the world is going to count. You know, we dropped Galatians five for how to do it right. Right. How to do it wrong. Just watch Potter's exchange with George Bailey. And it's a wonderful life. Yeah. When he comes to the desk and he offers him. Yeah. Right. right. This idea of, Hey, George, you're not enough who you are right now. You need trips to Europe. You need money. Yeah. You need this. You need this. 
you need the nicest house in town, all of those things. And for a second, it almost works. Yeah, right. Because right? those are pretty seductive voices. I think it's interesting. We started this conversation talking about stuff. Yeah. And the world would say you plus stuff increases your worth. And that is not the message, right? Yeah. That, is not a, that, that is not a message that God is sending. If anything, it's like, hey, strip away this stuff so I can like get into your life because if we own stuff, stuff owns us, right? Says the guy that's got a full garage. <laughs> and a side yard. And a side yard. <laughs> so we're yeah, we're working on some things. We're working on some things. Can I can I tell you guys a, an, an interesting experiment experiment I did for myself recently? Um one day I just opened up a, a, a Word document and I just started writing. And and this was the prompt that I gave myself. Here's what my life would look like if everything I didn't want to happen happened. Because I think it's really easier Whoa. for us to... Yeah, yeah. So just hold on for a second here. Whoa. <laughs> so I think it's so easy for us to come up with everything on the spot for, oh, I don't want this to happen. I don't want that to happen. And so I wrote down a, a pretty pretty robust uh, couple pages here of you know all, all sorts of things. Um, how, how my health would be, um, what I look like physically mental, my mental state, um, my relationship. I, I talk about money and finances. Uh, I talk about what brings like, uh, I don't have enjoyment in life. I'm, I don't, I don't have the ability to recharge. Like I talked about all these negative things. All I did after that was I copied and pasted and went and looked at every negative thing and tried to just do the antonym, find the antonym for that thing. And it turned out like, I'll, I'll read you a tiny little bit of, of what it changed into. So, so this is, this is the beginning looking at my reflection in the mirror. I don't recognize myself. You flip that and you say, look at the, re- looking at the reflection in the mirror. I fully recognize the person in front of me. So you just take all those negative things that you say, I, I don't want this to happen in my life and then turn it on its head. And then all of a sudden you read that and you're just like pumped about this life that you have. You put it on, on its head, you put it on its on the inverse and you have this picture of like an idyllic life, like the life that any of us would be, would be happy to have. And so I like when I read the, when I read the negative part, I get, I, I kind of welled up. Like I, I felt, I put some, some hearts and tears were shed as I was writing through all those things. Cause some of, in some of those ways, I'm like, mm, some of those things are pretty close to reality, but then reading the other, like just taking everything that I don't want and reversing it, like just gave me so much hope, like gave me just this picture of that's the feeling I want. That's what I want to be permeating in my life. That's the relationship I want to have with my spouse. That's the relationship I want to have with my kids. Um, uh, it was a pretty, pretty, uh, interesting and powerful exercise that I think would be kind of fun if everybody did for their own sake. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we can, we can spin off of that, right? Because we had two guests in recent episodes that hit worst case scenario. Right. And it actually fueled them. Right. Mm-hmm. They hit bottom and realized the worst has happened and I'm alive. And all fear went away. <laughs> and they, you know, they, they ended up, 
you know, supercharged rebound. And I think, I, I, I think that that's, that that's a powerful, that's a powerful place. As long as you make sure you do the second part of that exercise. Right. Right. Oh, and yeah. you make yeah. sure that, that, <laughs> that you re- revisit those things. I think. Well, the easy be- part about it is you just have to read all the negative and just find the words, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the opposite words. And then you read through it and you're just like, Whoa, that's I, amazing. I mean, that would be I, amazing. I, that's a cool exercise. I think that, um, I, I think, and I, I have this conversation with my youngest all the time. It's like, the the idea of of having nurturing the ability to find the positive in a tough spot right and i i mean i i'm not good at it it's something i want to be really good at but i think that you know i just again i go back to dr justin just sitting on a bench with 5 dollars to his name and somebody picking up the phone and, and talking in French and him going, Oh shoot. I, I know French, right. Next thing you know, he's got a place to live. I mean, it's just, don't right? let that man sleep on the street. He's too important. I mean, and, 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 you know, honestly, that, that is something that we should all be that that's a phrase we should all just be repeating in our head all the time. Like I'm too important. Right. Because that's the reality. But I, but I think that, you know, going back to that exercise, I think that's a, I mean, that the ability to find the opposite of those things is a, is a big deal. And I like the idea having it written out, it gives you that kind of visual cue to say, yeah, what's the opposite thing of this rather than wallowing in those things, because that's easy to do. That's really easy to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's key to do that second part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, please I, don't I stop it, at the first. Yeah. I, <laughs> Here's kind of a, you know, we, we talk about unlocking keys to the universe or wisdom keys or whatever, that idea of you increase the intentionality with which you're living your life by doing some of those kinds of activities and, and just stopping, stopping the whirlwind, stopping the hamster wheel and saying, can I just sit with me for a minute, open up a laptop, open up a a Google doc, right? Grab, we've had so many people talk about the notes app on their, on their phone, right? (laughs) Like, can we just, can we just live a little bit? Can we, can we turn, turn up that intentionality? And when we do, it's, it's almost like Alma 32 and giving space, experimenting on the word, right? Yeah. Yeah. We do those things and just watch, watch, watch miracles happen. Right. And I think um, there's a force at play, you know, it's interesting. I had to spend some time uh, at the beach uh, hanging out. And, and the interesting thing I'm reading on the beach, I'm reading some fiction about a, a lighthouse keeper, right? Light Between Two Oceans. Whew. Powerful book. So I'm reading about this lighthouse that is a fixture that isn't moving, right? Put the book down, jump into the ocean with my kids, and I can't hold ground when waves come, right? And as I'm in the as I'm in the ocean with my kids and waves are coming, and I'm trying to hold my guy. Hey, let's let's just like not try to move. And you can't, right? You, you you get moved. And the thought comes to you. There are forces in this world that are trying to move men and women. Mm-hmm. They are trying to move us. And let's not cover, let's not sugarcoat it. Let's call it what it is. Let's let's reject him, right? And let's 
build our build on that foundation so that we can't be moved from our place because stakes are high. Love that. Yeah. Stakes are high. I love it. So I, I gotta, I gotta say really, you I mean, it's already been a couple hours, Brian, <laughs> and that's the weird thing. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it, but, um, I, you know, I was just thinking as, as Mike was talking about the final question that we always ask here about what it means to be the richest man in town. And, and I just want to throw, throw it out there for me. And, and that, that, that answer is so long and it's so complex and there's so much that goes into it. But part of that for me is being able to have these types of conversations with, with, with uh, guys like you. So much appreciated for the, uh, the, the great thoughts, Brian, it's always fun. I love it. Um, Sounds like our timing was pretty good too, Brian. It it definitely was reaching out to you. sounded like a, a good timing for, for you to uh, come on in and chat. Good thing we didn't yeah. have that camera and we wouldn't uh, we <laughs> yeah. <would've> backtrack, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, so let me let me just let me just ask this. And we've all we've answered these that question before, but Mike, a- add something to that question for for me tonight, would you? What does it mean to you to be considered the richest man in town? And Brian, think about that. I want you to wrap us up with that. Man, like you said, I I love that idea of added to and I feel like I've been in a place where I've had conversations that that have changed me. Um, and and Brian, you you live in that, right? You your experiences have added to, have added to me. Um, I think that for me, I'm going to go with bunker. Like just that idea of palms up, just that idea of like I nothing I can do. Um, is going to change how much God loves me. Um, He's going to give and he's going to take. And can I, with gratitude, receive? And can I, with gratitude, sacrifice? And I think to me, as long as I do that, and I'm not (laughs) shaking a fist, I'm not resentful, I keep that heart soft, I think to me, that's a rich life. We've had experiences with so many people that have gone through unimaginable. You mentioned Dr. Jess, unimaginable. And the idea that they can have a heart full of gratitude to me, like, okay, that, 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 that that's, that's what I want. So I'm going to accept. Right. And I, and I know that there's going to be seasons um, and I'm going to enjoy every season in bounty in 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 famine right and i'm gonna have it with a soft heart i'm gonna keep that dang that 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 dang heart soft i think to me that's that that's the rich life now love it i appreciate the question man we dish it out yeah <laughs> might as well have to answer we that don't necessarily take well, it <laughs> and i think it's so fun that we get like i think you guys should do that every so often because then you get you get the kind of the checkup and the you yeah. know you measure over time how that's moved and how that's grown. And, and, and I think that's a really powerful thing to, to be able to say, you guys started with an idea of, of this whole podcast and what a rich man was, and that's evolved, I'm sure over the course, um, as, as we've talked about tonight. Um, when I think about richness, I think, 
I think when you get to have those glimpses of how precious this life is, I think that makes you rich in a way that um, George Bailey very much knew and understood. You know, he, he, he understood and was shifted in his mind that no matter how bad it got for him, no matter how much he wanted to say, you know, if I end it, it'll fix things. If I'm done, it'll be over. I don't have to worry about this or that anymore. Um, when he got to relive the life without him, when he got to relive that and we got to see the impact that it had on the people around him or the negative impact for the most part that it had on the people around him. Um, that understanding of how precious life is, man, I, I don't, I don't think that any of us, and I think everything that I've heard people respond boils down to that is a rich man through experiences, through conversations, through relationships, um, both with people here in front of us and with heaven. Um, when you get all those things, you are just, it's reinforced in your mind, how precious this opportunity is that we have, and we can do a lot with it. We can do so many things with it. I love it. I love that question. I love those answers. This has been fun. You know, I, I always love uh, spending some time with you, Brian. It's a, it's, it's always insightful and, and, uh, man, you, you bring it. You, you bring it and I, I love it. So um, we appreciate you spending a couple hours with us tonight. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the people that listen. I appreciate people that accept your invitations to come on um, because um, man, yeah, these are, these are conversations I wish were had more. Yeah. I think, I think it's needed. So, so don't, don't just keep these words in your ears and your headphones, like take these questions, ask them to people in your life. It's big. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, congrats. Thanks for the life update and congratulations on the good things that are happening, man. That's exciting. Thank for you. you. I appreciate we're, it. We're, we're presidents of your fan club. So anything that we can do to help you out along the way, you know, I'm glad you're moved in. So I don't have to move your stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> Next time when you're in San Diego, if, if I don't get a phone call, there's going to be a problem. Man. Okay. okay. There's going to be a problem. All right. <laughs> Got it. You know, I was sweating this presentation. And he knows people. <laughs> yeah. He knows I know. people. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, hey, look, we appreciate you, Brian. We love you. And uh, until next time, my friend. Good idea, Ernie. A toast <laughs> to my big brother, George, the richest man in town. <laughs> 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 <laughs>